BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Welcome to Jumping Bomb Audio. Jumping Bomb Audio, the number one podcast all about the world of Joshi Pro Wrestling. My name is Taylor, and I am joined, as always, by Kelly. Kelly, happy September. Happy September. Am I, am, are we still making wake me up at the end of September jokes? People still do that? Sure. All right. Wake oh, me up are, in are you going to make one or are you just no no mention? no not really i was just wondering if that okay. was a thing people still do like are we still doing green day jokes from like 20 years ago almost at this point hey a lot of things from 20 years ago are now coming back yeah as a very hip so maybe it will be wake me up when september ends jokes yeah uh but can't believe it we're almost uh three-fourths of the way through the year we are three yeah. fourths of the year. Well, we we did, well, we're almost there. We did it. Yeah, I mean, what, it's basically December. What day is three is exactly three fourths of the way through the year? It'd How probably be the end of September, right? Um. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, then there's three more months after that. And twelve divided by four is three. Wait, yeah, I'm, no. I'm looking up on Google. What day is three fourths through the year? 
section. Oh. Okay, quarters. In the Gregorian oh, yeah. calendar, the first quarter of January to the end of March. Oh, yes, you're right. Third quarter, July 1st through September 30th. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. 92 days. All right, well, that was an interesting beginning of the show. <laughs> anyway, here's our plugs. Uh, if you're not following us, you can follow us on Twitter at Audio, Or if you want to follow us individually, you can follow us you can follow Kelly at Comic Geek Kelly, and you can follow me at Tamembo. Please subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. And if that app of choice happens to be Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate a five-star rating and a five-star review. It would really help us out. And if yeah. you really want to help us out, you can donate to the show at redcircle.com slash shows slash jumping dash bomb dash audio so we're gonna get right into it today we're gonna be talking about tokyo joshi's go girl 3 from cork and hall talking a little bit of stardom new blood and five star grand prix and a load of other things as usual so let's get right into it with tokyo joshi their show on august 28th go girl 3 an all women's show at Corican Hall in front of 500 fans. Kelly, what did you think of the third thought, iteration of the Go Girl series? I liked it a lot. I The crowd had a great energy. Like It was just a really fun show. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It I think of the three recent Corican's, I think it would probably obviously be the weakest one. Oh, for sure. Um, which is not really a surprise looking at the card going in. But I agree with you that I think the... A crowd really did a lot of work to make this a really fun show. It was really fun seeing sort of a little bit of a different crowd than you usually see at these shows um, with some fun crowd members sticking out. The girl with the um, with the bears was really cute. So yes. I also thought it was a fun show. Yeah, I wonder, like, because I know they had said on commentary there's a lot of first time fans coming like how do they i wonder how they promote a show like this you know to get the people in i don't know i know that they were doing some social media posts i saw some social media posts i don't know if it gets shared and discovered on there i mean i'm sure they probably put up some posters um i would guess yeah, because yeah, uh, it's like because good... it is a new audience essentially for because I mean not a new audience but like doing the all women's show like get, to get to draw five hundred fans for that and a bunch of seemingly new people like that's that's big. Well, in the first two iterations, were at Itabashi Green Hall and drew a combined one hundred and ninety five people. Wow, I think, I think one hundred for the first show and ninety five for the second, or maybe that's reversed. But still, to go from that, yes, you're in a bigger building with a little bit more cachet, but to jump up to 500, I think, is a pretty good pretty good feat, especially considering, you know, as we talked about, it isn't like this was a loaded card. Yeah. Yeah, no, this, you can't see, like, you can't call this anything other than a success, really, at that point. Like, this is, this is big. And hopefully some of those people who came for free will turn into paying customers or maybe in the future, some trainees. Yep. 
uh, which would be exciting. Before we get into the matches, the first thing we have to talk about is that Tokyo Joshi, before the show, revealed their brand new logo. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't have to throw to Kelly to ask him how he feels. I think we got it there. Um, I would say, I think controversial is the wrong word. I don't think it's a controversial logo. Uh, I would say reaction online was mixed. Yeah. That's, That's fair, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't Kelly, see anyone like outright love it, but I, no one was just like, oh my God, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It's just kind of not great. It's a very strange in that it's very basic, but yet it has a couple things that are not basic. And they're the things that I think I like least. Yeah. But I'm also not very excited about a logo that's sort of like, this is a very straightforward logo. I don't know. It's it's I was sort of underwhelmed when I first saw it with the reveal, the video reveal. And then I sort of looked at it and I was like, do I like it? And then I sort of was like, no, (laughs) Uh, I was like, well, you know, and some there were some pictures on it on different backgrounds and the colors were different. You know, the actual letters themselves were different colors, which I think helped some. I just think it's sort of weirdly basic. It's like too risky and too basic at the same time in my brain. It's very, it's boring, but like I was trying to just mess around with it a bit just in like my whatever photo apps I use. And like, okay, if you take, I think I like it a little bit more if you take away the two dots above the W, like I think it looks better that way. Yeah, I just, and also they released, uh, they tweeted out, I think, sort of a picture of some of the alternate non-chosen logos. And there were a couple on there. There wasn't really any on that one that jumped out to me. There wasn't one that I was like, oh, how could they not have gone with this one? Mm -hmm. But there were some on there that I was sort of like, I think some of these may have been more if you were going for sort of a more straightforward thing, I think there were a couple on there that I was thinking, Oh, this would probably be nicer. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like I just, I don't know what they're going for with it. Like, I don't know what are those dots supposed to be? Someone suggested that they were like points of a crown or like jewels in a crown. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, I will say, as as we move on to the match, I do think, you know, the logo, I think some people were like, oh, some people really I saw were like, bad, bad, bad. At the end of the day, it's just a logo. When Stardom switched their logo, uh, I think we were doing this show, didn't really like the Stardom logo. Now, I don't really ever think about the Stardom logo. No. It's sort of like a thing that in the moment you're like, oh, you sort of feel strongly about it, but it doesn't really affect anything at the end of the day. Yeah, no, it's something that eventually like I'll just stop seeing and just my brain will accept. Oh, that's the Tokyo Joshi logo. Yeah, and it isn't like the previous logo. I wasn't like, ah, oh, what an amazing logo. But I think because I also wasn't there when they were like, pull back the curtain and reveal the logo. Yeah. That. 
you know, you're like, oh, what could it be? What could it, you know, I don't have that associated with it. So I'm just sort of like, yeah, it's the logo. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's get into the matches on the show. The first match, a tag team match, the Daisy Monkey team of Ariso Endo and Suzume defeating Haruna Neko and Palm Harajuku in 10 minutes and 58 seconds. Kelly, what'd you think of this opening match of Go Girl 3? I like this a lot. Uh, everyone felt really motivated. Uh, Nako may have had one of the best showings of her entire career in this match to the point where I thought she was actually going to win a couple of times. Uh, super fun opener, and it kind of it was it felt like oh, this is a big deal for these uh, women. They they want to they want to put on a good show here to make some new fans. And I thought I thought it was a great opener. Uh, I went three and a quarter on it on it. There definitely was a good energy. I think a lot of that was down to, you know, having the crowd there, but also that the crowd was very reactive, which I think yes. always helps. And we've seen with the other cheering shows that have started popping up that that's very helpful. I, you know, I thought it was sort of what you would expect, which was sort of two good, very good wrestlers against two less good wrestlers. Not that they were bad, um, but I thought it was a solid match. I thought it was a good win for the Daisy Monkey team, uh, a team with a lot of potential in Tokyo Joshi. I also have to note they did reveal the new uh, mat, a, a bright white match w- mat, which was really glowing in this match. Yes. Uh, it was very bright. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a solid, a good opener, a and a good kickoff. The next match, the team of Mihiro Kiryu and Naokakuda defeating Juria Nagano and Moka Miyamoto in nine minutes and nine seconds. Uh, my, I have no opinion on Mihiro in this match. I'm saving that <laughs> for... I haven't watched it. It just happened uh, today. I'm saving my opinion on Mihiro for the tag match the tag title match that she's having that will be my final decision but the highlight of this match i thought easily was juria nagano who is great to watch in every match she has she rules and i can't wait to see more of her yeah uh another impressive showing from juria here i really love her and mocha as a team and i kind of want uh miyu to adopt them as her karate children I think that would be a good faction. Uh, other than that, not much special to this. It was it was a decent early mid card match. Jury and Mocha being like the karate people is so funny to me because Mocha still does not look. No, like I think if you blind lined up the whole roster and you're like, who are the two people who do karate? How many guesses would it take someone who's never watched Tokyo Joshi to guess it's <laughs> Mocha Miyamoto? Yeah, I feel like it would take a bit. I mean, even jury, it's not obvious. I mean, obviously, when she gets in the ring, it's very obvious. Yeah, but especially um, when she's like coming to the ring, like, look, I'm the cute nurse. Yeah, I'm a nurse. Da, da, da. Um, but I do love that yeah. switch where it's just like she comes to the ring. She's the cute nurse. She's just smiling. Bill rings. Just instant murder face comes over her. Like it, it's it's a shocking change. 
murder face, but also that thing of, <laughs> it sort of has the feeling of um, in Indiana Jones when <laughs> he meets that guy in the, he's in the town or whatever in the village and he meets that guy who starts doing all this stuff with his whip or whatever. Oh yeah. Like like, doing like 10,000 moves and then Indiana Jones just shoots him. Um, (laughs) Julia sort of has that because she always starts the matches and she's like, and now I'm ready to go. I'm like, Oh, nothing's actually happened. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah. Um, I think she's great. I think she's super interesting to watch, which I think is such a big thing, especially with rookies, because it's like not all the matches are going to be amazing, you know, classic matches. But Juria, I'm never sitting there going like, okay, we're just sort of getting through the learning process here. I'm like, this person is very interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, that was uh, our thoughts on that match. The next match was our first of four consecutive singles matches, Hyper Masao defeating Raku in seven minutes and 30 seconds. Kelly, what did you think of another classic Hyper Masao Tokyo Joshi match? I really love the bit here of Raku trying her best to get Masao to fall asleep and Masao just chugging energy drinks. Like she had to just have enough caffeine in her to run around the entire planet. Uh, that 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 was a lot of fun. I I liked this match. Uh, I thought Raku looked good. Good showing. Uh, I went three stars on it. I it wasn't anything special, but it it was a fun showing for both of them. I feel like a broken record with these hyper Masao matches because I'm like they're in the middle of the card and they're a great change of pace and they're a lot of fun, which is yeah. what I thought of this one. Uh, I do think it came out later. I think on Twitter someone posted it that those energy drinks that Hyper was drinking, I believe the recommended uh, serving quantity is one per day. Oh, no. So it's like five hour energy. Yeah. And I think she had at least two, if I recall correctly, if not three. Well, at least it was early in the morning their time. So she still had an entire day to like run that off. I'm just imagining Hyper Masao finishing the match, getting to the back and being like, I have to go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like running out of the building. <laughs> I have to get rid of this energy. <laughs> um, but yeah, another, you know, if you like these, you like this one. If you don't, you probably won't. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Um uh, the next singles match was a victory for Maki Ito as she defeated as she defeated Yuki Aino in 11 minutes and 48 seconds. I thought that this was a fun match. Really, this was one one big match that was way helped by the crowd. The crowd was way into Ito. Uh, her doing her who's the cutest in the world, getting a big response, uh, I thought was really great. And I thought that this match in the second half was fairly well paced it it had a good pace to it so i thought this was a solid good match so i was disappointed in this one but that's purely on me because i read the card wrong and thought maki ito was against yuki arai and i that would have been a big match and then it was yuki aino and i was i was pretty disappointed (laughs) but again i did that one to myself uh 
I thought it was fine. I'm I've never been high on Yuki Aino. Uh, you can go back and listen to the tapes. I I don't like her matches on a fairly regular basis. Uh, so it took me a while to get into this one, but I thought the closing third was pretty good. Uh, so I, I went uh, a gentleman's three on this one. I thought I thought it was fine. The next singles match was Saki Akai defeating Hikari Noah in eight minutes and 18 seconds. Kelly, what were your thoughts on this one? I liked this one a lot. Um, I feel like uh, Hikari is definitely working on tightening up her game. I'm sure a part of that comes following the Yuka match where she was throwing those horrible looking super kicks that Yuka just decided not to sell. And maybe that taught her like, hey, I need to I need to work on this. And I think she's she's really starting to. Uh, Akai was awesome as the just strong veteran testing the young upstart. Uh, Overall, just really good, hard hitting match. I went uh, three and three quarters on it. Yeah, I thought they had a good little back and forth match. I was surprised at the outcome. Um, I guess not super surprised. Saki Akai is fairly well booked in Tokyo Joshi, but that Hikari Noah was then leaving the country to go to England for the international princess title shot. Uh, so was just slightly surprised to see her lose right before that. She did lose the title match as well, but didn't know that at the time. But yeah, it was sort of, uh, this match was sort of indicative of a lot of the rest of the show. I wasn't, I don't think as high as you, Kelly. I did enjoy it, but I thought it was just, you know, a solid little, um, I don't really mean to say little, but a solid match, you know, right before the semi-main and main event. The Speaking of the semi-main, the semi-main Yuki Kamafuku defeating one half of the tag champions, Yuki Arai, in nine minutes and 41 seconds. This one felt uh, the outcome never really felt in doubt, clearly setting up the tag title challenge with Kamafuku and Mihiro Kiryu. Again, a match that I thought mostly was fine, didn't really feel that strongly on it. Uh, I still sort of feel the same way about Yuki Arai, which is that I like her. I think she's doing well, but there's, I think, maybe the last piece that sort of has to snap into place that's missing for me. What is that piece? I'm not entirely, I don't know. Um, It's the intangible. I think it's, yes, but it's also going to come, I think, sometimes with, you know, the offense. She still sort of sometimes has that basic, like, I'm a rookie, and so my moves are these three moves. And there isn't a lot of definition outside of that. Um, and so, and I think, you know, people like Endo, people like Kayatori Bami, that was a big one where she sort of had the three big high flying moves that she did every match. And it was sort of like, ooh. And then in between that, you were sort of like, okay, what's happening? I still sort of feel like Yuki or I has a little bit of that. So I think that's the thing that's missing. But you know, didn't think the match was bad. I don't think that she's a bad wrestler. I think she's a very young wrestler who hasn't wrestled all that often, sort of figuring out who she is, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I like this. I thought they were both working stiff. That was good. Uh, I, I like this feud. I kind of just like uh, Mean Girl Camille taking her uh, her nice classmate to go fight the other two Mean Girls. 
<laughs> it's just a fun dynamic. And I think uh, this was a good continuation of that story. Uh, I went three and a half stars on it. And the main event was a six-person tag team match. The team of Mi Watanabe, Rika Tatsumi, and Shoko Nakajima defeating the trio of Mizuki, Yuka Sakazaki, and Miyu Yamashita in 22 minutes and 8 seconds. I thought this match was great. Uh, clearly the best match of the show for me. Lots of crazy stuff here. Lots of hard-hitting stuff. Uh, Miyu hitting a crazy suplex on Rika at one point. Uh, Mizuki killing Shoko with a double stomp. Uh, it really was sort of as it appears, you know, probably the best six wrestlers in the company being put in a main event on a card that I think if it ended with the semi-main, you'd probably leave and go, well, that was a, you know, not the greatest show I've seen. I mean, this was a great capper, sort of a great way to send it out and be like, this is a great match. I went four stars. I thought it was really good. Kelly, did you like it as much as I did? I liked it more. I went four and a quarter. Uh, I thought it was really good. It's rare you see a match like this in Tokyo Joshi because there's no obvious pin either. Like, I feel like if, if this was on a regular show, someone would be swapped out with, like, Hard and Echo or something, you know? <laughs> but in this case, it was just like, oh, okay, here's all our top people. Uh, they're just going to go out there and have an awesome match. And just then they worked super hard in it. And it was pretty much nonstop action for the 22 minute runtime. So yeah, no, this was awesome. I, I was super into it. Like I said, four and a quarter, uh, definitely, definitely worth checking out. And yeah, like you said, by far match of the night. So that was Tokyo Joshi's go girl three from Corican hall. Before we continue on talking more Joshi, I want to mention that this week's episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Let me tell you, fall is coming up. Yes, fall is coming up, even though it is nearly 90 degrees where I am. I believe that fall will still come. And with fall comes a lot of things. People going back to school, some people going back to the office. And if you are one of those people and you're finding yourself with a packed schedule, HelloFresh has you covered with a weekly selection of 30 recipes and over 70 convenience items that can all be delivered right to your door. And it isn't just for dinners. HelloFresh Market has breakfasts, snacks, and even desserts. So you can... Do everything you need from home. You don't have to go to the grocery store. You can stay home, delivered right to you, and you can cook great meals for yourself and for others. So if this is sounds good to you, go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW16 and use the code VOW16 for up to for up to 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Let me say that again. Go to hellofresh.com slash VOW16 and use the code VOW16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and 
three free gif gifts. That's a great deal from HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. So next, we will move on and we are going to talk a little stardom. The first thing, stardom had their fourth edition of the New Blood shows on August 26. Kelly, we talked about it briefly off air, but what did you think of New Blood number four? It was kind of a nothing show. Uh, and I've normally, I've liked these New Blood shows quite a bit, but this one, I don't know. Nothing really to write home about to me. And in all honesty, my favorite match was the triple threat with Chie, Lady C, and Ruaka, of all people. Wow. What the hell? What's happening? Who am I? Kelly is turning a new leaf and pretty much... and. On the next show, he's going to come in and he's going to say, you know what my favorite part of this stardom show? Daichi. <laughs> I love when I Daichi jumps around. I love him running around, yelling at the wrestlers. Counting is the this pins. me? Is is <laughs> I, Am I getting Judas brained? Is this what's happening? <laughs> Do I need to call Chris Maybe. Jericho to ask for help? I, I can't say. It's all in I your want... head. I want three and a half stars on a Ruaco match. What the the fuck is happening? (laughs) Uh, I do agree with you. I thought it was just sort of a, just a show. Uh, The biggest news, Tomoka Naba joining God's eye on the show. That was probably the biggest moment of the show. The biggest thing from the show. Yeah. I like Uh, her in that group. That, that works really well. Good for them also to get someone else as they were sort of a small group. Um, So good for them to add her. Also, what has been going on in stardom? Of course, what has been going on. The five-star Grand Prix continues on. And as of August 28th, the standings were in the blue block. Hazuki up at the top all by herself with 14 points, suffering her first loss of the tournament to Saya Kamatani, who happens to be in a big tie for second place with eight points. Saya Kamatani, Mayu Iwatani, Amy Sore, Julia, and Mirai all on eight points. Momo Watanabe and Natsupoi down at six. Mina Shirakawa and Starlight Kid at four. Saya Ida at two. And Suzu Suzuki and Hanan down at zero points. Hannon, the first wrestler eliminated from contention of winning the block with eight losses and zero wins. The most points she can score is eight points. And Azuki already has 14 points. What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voice of Wrestling Podcast Network. And I just want to let you know about a brand new sponsor we have for the network. It's Eufy, and let me tell you a little bit about their newest product, the Eufy Video Smart E330. This isn't your everyday smart lock. This is a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell offering triple the security and triple the convenience. Instead of loading up your door with a bunch of different devices, you install one, and it takes care of everything in a complete package. It's not just about the home security, though. The Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 
is also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. You can let each member of your family get a password. You can monitor their movement in and out of the house. You can keep an eye on your packages. You can check in on your house while you're away. There is so much you can do with this product. Best of all, it is easy to install and set up. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver. Leave that drill in the toolbox. The UFE has keyless entry, a 0.3 second fingerprint recognition, a rechargeable battery with a four month lifespan, two way audio from the lock, enhanced night vision, 24 7 customer support, and you'll love this none of those pesky monthly fees. Eufy sent me a Smart Lock 330, and I've loved it so far. It allows me peace of mind when I'm at work or when I'm away on one of my patented vacations. Plus, it helps me keep track of deliveries to the house, saves me a trip back to the car if I just need to run in for something and I forgot my keys, and the two-way audio system works well for those unwanted guests at my front door. No, I do not need new siding or windows or a roof. Thank you, though. You can simply tell them you aren't interested from the comfort of your couch. Now, are you ready to ditch the others and join the Eufy revolution? Of course you are. Get started today by searching Eufy Video Lock on your search engine of choice. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can finally, once and for all, gain complete control of your door. Once again, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock ufeofficial.com slash video lock and we thank them for sponsoring the voice wrestling podcast network bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in maryland turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code oldline 150 then Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. In the red block, it's a little bit tighter. Azumian Himika at the top of the block with 10 points. Utami, Micah, and Koguma at 8 Tom Nakino, Risa Sarah, Suri, and Mai Sakurai at six points. Saki and Saki, Saki and Saki Kashima tied at four. Unagi Saika down at two points. And Momokogo is still with the big goose egg, the zero, 0 and six. Kelly, anything in the last two weeks, anything in the standings standing out to you? Any surprises? Uh, good or bad? Honestly, I'm surprised that Suzu is at zero. <laughs> like, that's the biggest thing that stands out to me, where it's kind of just like, wait, what are we doing here? How does she have zero points? Like, I don't know. That That's weird to me. Um, Kazuki being at the top, I think, is good. Uh, I don't know. The I, I think Julia is going to win, but I don't know. They're giving me pause. <laughs> Where it's just like maybe, maybe Hazuki does go to the finals. 
Julia at eight points, but she does have two more matches still remaining than Hazuki does. Still in contention. The highest Julia could get is 20 points. Uh, and Hazuki has 14. So if Hazuki wins three more matches, she would pretty much win. But we'll see. Now that the first loss has been uncorked, who knows what happens. I'm a little bit surprised to see Unagi Sayaka down on two points, one yeah. and four. Below my Sakurai, who is three and four. Yeah, that's really low. Um, that, se- that one seems a bit strange to me. Starlight Kid seems a little bit low for me. I thought that she would be doing slightly better. I was, of course, as a big Momo Watanabe fan and keeping the memory of Aaron alive. Very sad to see Momo Watanabe <laughs> lose to Saida. <laughs> Even though I like Saida, I've said it on this podcast, I was sort of like, oof, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, but speaking of the matches... Uh, The two shows, the August 27th and August 28th show, the 27th show from Corican, I would say, Kelly, I don't know if any matches stood out to you, but I think the clear highlight of the show was the main event between Julia and Starlight Kid. Yes. Um, the Really the best match, I think, of either show um, by far. Yeah, that match was awesome. I They went full Lucha Brawl with it. And it was so good. I don't know why Julia decided she needed to kill Starlight Kid. <laughs> but man, they went at it. I It was awesome. And then the 20A show, I thought was actually a fairly solid show. I thought it'd be a sort of come down from the Corkins, which I always think are the best shows of the Five Star Grand Prix. Not only this year, it's kept up the habit, but in years past, it's usually a pretty good guarantee that you're going to see the best matches on those Corkins, but I still thought it was a very solid effort. I liked a lot of the sort of middle upper. I liked Micah and Izumi. I liked uh, Saya and Hazuki. I liked Julia and Natsupoi. All matches that I thought were very good, you know, a step below Corkin probably, and not as good as the Julia Starlight Kid match, but still a very solid effort from all involved. Yeah, I still need to watch the 28th. I am horribly behind on this tournament. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's just, it's a lot. It is, it is a lot. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. There's not much more to say. No. Um, uh, one other recommendation from the show on the 27th. I really liked the Natsupoi versus Suzu Suzuki match. I thought that one, it felt like a, a high speed match, but with super hard hitting uh, offense. Uh, so that, that one to me was just a little under the Julia Starlight Kid. I went uh, four and a quarter on that one and then four and a half on Julia versus Starlight Kid. So that is the five star Grand Prix from the last two weeks. Some other things happening in the last two weeks. Obviously, as I mentioned before, uh, just as we record, um, or just around it, Mahiro Kiryu and Yuki Kamafuku challenged for the tag titles in Tokyo Joshi. I will watch that, and next week I will have my definitive opinion on Mahiro Kiryu, and I will never change it again. 
I'm really excited to hear what uh, what you think. I I still need to watch that match as well. But yeah, this uh, this is life changing for her, really. This life changing for her, life changing for this podcast. Yeah. Uh, as a as a major talking point that I've had for I don't know a year <laughs> will go away. I can't handle it anymore, and I need to just make rip the band-aid off and make up my mind yep uh what else went on the last week's chihiro hashimoto retained her sendai girls title over ryu mizunami in sendai girls on september 3rd sarah Yono defeated Mika ozaki to retain the ice infinity title and hikaru shimizu and saki retained the tag titles over yako and yumi oka in wave on their traditional first of the month show kelly what has been going on in choco pro all right choco pro has uh had a lot of birthdays lately uh on august 24th we had the chris brooks birthday show with uh mesa sami kodaka and yuko miyamoto defeating chris brooks masa hiro takanashi and chie koshikawa uh fun match may had the matching yankee gear to go with uh her partners so that was cool uh cdk were very upset to take the loss in that one uh, and then Choco Pro 249 on the 27th. Uh, Yuna and Ken Oka defeated Meisuruga and Chie Koshikawa. Uh, they all worked really hard in what looked like an incredibly hot venue because they were all just sweating buckets by the end of it. Uh, Ken Oka's a lot of fun in Choco Pro. I like the, his team with uh, Yuna. Uh, I want four stars on that one. Uh, worth checking out. Uh, then on Choco Pro 250 on the 28th, uh, Mia, the new trainee, had her first five-minute uh, exhibition match against May. Uh, previously, she'd only worked three-minute matches. Uh, still looks good. Uh, she did really well working in front of a crowd. Uh, so yeah, she's, again, definitely one to keep an eye on. The main event of that show was Chie defeating Sayaka uh, in what was an incredibly strong showcase match for them. Uh, pretty hard-hitting and shockingly well worked on a technical level like i think this is the best that either of them have ever looked i want four stars on it i think this one's definitely worth a look at to see kind of the top of this particular class of trainees from choco pro uh 251 uh had what was that on the third had Antonio Honda, May, and Toru Uwashi defeat Minoru Fujita, Sayaka Obahiro, and Yuna Mizumori. Uh, it was a fun match. It was a bit too long. This was a full match of celebrations. Uh, celebrated Obahiro and Fujita's birthdays and Toru Uwashi's 22nd wrestling anniversary. Uh, and then on the 4th, there was Chaka Pro 252. Uh, Rossi Ogawa's favorite, Hoshi Tango, and Yuna Mizumori defeated... Uh, May and Masa Takanashi. This was Hoshi Tango's birthday match. Uh, and the match ended with Yuna pinning May to build their match on the 15th. And that's what we got for Choco Pro. But uh, we also have a... There is a Prominence show on the 28th. Uh, prominence Smoke and Flame Rising to the Sky. I had, there's I, All of it is on YouTube. I cannot remember the name of the account off the top of my head that uploaded it. It is not the official prominence account or anything. It's some kind of like wrestling news blog that 
like uploads matches every now and then they do they've done diana shows too uh but this one was headlined by in the uh semi main risa sarah and violento jack defeated Hiragi karumi and toshiyoki sakuda uh this was the first of karumi's like really hardcore stuff that i've seen and i thought she did really well for herself in the match uh fun bit too long in the middle but really good closing stretch I went three and a quarter on that one. And then in the main event, Daisuke Masaoka defeated Suzu Suzuki. Uh, Suzu replaced her usual bucket of bells that she brings with her with a bucket of seashells. Uh, So yeah, she's still a complete maniac if you thought she kind of slowed down on that stuff. Uh, Really competitive match. Uh, One thing I think that Suzu is really good at is despite being so much smaller than all the wrestlers in these like intergender death matches, she never feels out of place. Uh, she did really well. Uh, Masaoka is awesome. So yeah, this was a really good match. Four stars. Kelly, I'm I'm so happy for you that you got to talk about Hoshi Tango more on this. Show. I know, <laughs> I know. I love that guy. Rossi Ogawa and John Moxley's favorite. Big shout out. Yep. Uh, big so shout out is... to a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> So that is everything that happened in the last two weeks of Joshi. But what's happening coming up in Joshi? Of course, stardom is continuing on with the five-star Grand Prix on the 11th, the 12th, the 17th, and the 18th, all five-star Grand Prix shows. Also on the 12th, Just Tap Out, having a show. I believe it's Takamichinoku's 30th anniversary show. There will be a special attraction stardom match. Tomoka, Inaba, and Aoi going up against the interesting team, the former stablemates, Micah and Mirai. So that should be a fun one to check out. Uh, Oz has a show also on the 11th. The main event of that show, Hiroyo Matsumoto and Rina Yamashita defending their tag titles against Sonoko Kato and Ryu Mizunami. Also on the 11th, a busy day, Tokyo Joshi returns with another inspiration show. An interesting card here, the Magical Sugar Rabbits taking on Pokotan and Demonio Uno. In the main event of the show, the CMLL talent who has been hanging out mostly in Ice Ribbon, Dalis and Stephanie Vakur, will take on Moka Miyamoto and Shoko Nakajima. And then two singles matches round out the cards. Palm Harajuku against Taruna Neko and Miyu Yamashita against Ariso Endo. Kelly, might be an obvious question. Which of these matches are you most looking forward to? I mean, it's got to be the Magical Sugar Rabbits match, right? <laughs> oh, okay. That was not the one I thought you would say. Love Pokotan. And uh, what do you think I was going to say? <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say what I'm about to say, which is Miyu Yamashita and Ariso Endo. Oh, well, yeah, but like they're not in ridiculous costumes. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's true. What is the Pokéton lore now? I haven't kept. I up have on no DVD idea. I don't even know Pokemon. who Demonio Uno is. He's the no- he's the number one demon, I'm imagining. Is this going to be another Linda situation where I where <laughs> I find out Linda is not what I expect? Yeah, I was. Uh, we didn't I talk about Linda re- at all on New Blood. 
What the hell's with the referee just being like, yeah, whips are fine now. I'm going to tell you not to use them, but I'm not going to call for a disqualification. Was it Daichi? I don't recall. I don't know. I feel like if it was Daichi, I would remember that and hold it against him. So maybe it wasn't. <laughs> You're just going to turn against all the referees. Yeah. Just but oh, man. Even they, unfair. In that Julia Starlight Kid match, they sure did shove him around a lot in that match. So that made it even better. That that got the quarter star boost. Yeah. Uh, from you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess we'll find out on uh, the 11th. Demonio Uno. We'll find out. And we'll report back on this very show. You can hear what we thought. Yeah. Uh, Sendai Girls also has a show on the 14th. And Kelly, what is coming up in Choco Pro? All right, so we have a full card for the uh, show on the 15th, Phoenix Rises. Uh, so that show will have, I think it's in Shinjuku face. Uh, Sayaka and Chie Koshikawa will take on Suzume and Arisu Endo. Uh, Emi Sakura will take on Mia in what I believe is Mia's first real match and not like an ex- exhibition. Uh, in a, a trios match, Riho, Saki, and Balian Aki will take on Manero Fujita, Kid Lycos, and Kaori Yoneyama in a true Fire Pro random selection match that I'm very excited for. Uh, in the semi-mean, the Asia Dream tag titles are on the line as Masahiro Takanashi and Chris Brooks defend against Asami Kodaka and Yoko Miyamoto. And then in the main event, there's a big singles match between Mesa Ruga and Yuna Mizumori. Uh, this show is got a really good lineup. I'm very excited to watch it. That does some, seem like a very good show. Good to see Riho uh, with her, what are we calling it now? Every three months popping up somewhere yeah. to re- reassure us that she has not disappeared off the face of the earth. Well, she's coming back from injury this time, isn't she? I, I, I don't even know, to be honest. Yeah, I thought um, she had some, like, like I thought she got bone. injured. Didn't she get injured in the Britt Baker match at Battle of the Belts? And then she came back from that. Oh, did she? Okay, I think I missed the, her coming back. from. I don't remember Or that. maybe she didn't. Hmm. Well, anyway, it's good to see her. Yeah, no, it's, it's always the, uh, good to see Riho pop up. <laughs> that's the end point. Um, Especially when she's is... up against the likes of Minoru Fujita and Kid Lycos. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course, the natural opponents. Yep. <laughs> but that is everything happening in the next two weeks of Joshi, which we'll be covering on the next episode of Jumping Bomb Audio. But before we leave, Kelly, you started a firestorm of controversy with your last movie recommendation. Do you have a movie rec- recommendation for this episode? Shit, I don't. I haven't seen oh. anything. I can't. Wow. I know. I. I. Ju- it just hit me. I haven't watched any movies since we last did the show. Oh God. Do you have a movie just recommendation? Say, just say a uh, great movie. Uh, Indiana Jones. Watch yeah, there that we go. Scene with the guy who does all that stuff with a whip. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, it'll give context to what we talked about earlier. Um, yes. I don't know. I mm-hmm. went to I went to All Out. That was a Did fun show. Did you have a show. good time? 
I had a great time. I got to sit with a bunch of other voices of wrestling guys. Uh, you haven't lived until you've heard someone boo Jim Ross louder than you've ever heard someone boo Jim Ross in your entire life. Well, that's very shocking because I wasn't there and I am the lead Jim <laughs> Ross. Jim Ross is my Daichi. Yeah. Yeah, really? I did have, I had a whole like topical all out bit plan to start the show, but Taylor has not seen it yet and it would have spoiled things for him. So I did not do it. Well, um, trust me, it would have been great. The people I'm like would have loved save it, it for next time. Maybe tweet it. I'll yeah, I mean, tell you when I finish the show. <laughs> yeah, you can tweet it. <laughs> I'll save you it for next time. I, I think it'll still be topical. Oh, interesting. Dropping hints. Mm. Yep. Bray Wyatt. All right. Well, I give you the. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> well, follow us on Twitter to see if Kelly ends up tweeting it or if he saves it for next episode. There's my replug of our Twitter. And also, what you should do is you should go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW16 and use the code VOW16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts from HelloFresh, America's Number one, meal kit. And the last thing you should do is say goodbye to us and come back in two weeks and hear the next episode of Jumping Mom Audio. Just Kelly, try and stop us from say? talking. We'll keep talking about whatever we want. You can't stop us. You love the show. We all know it. He can't be contained. Kelly cannot be contained. All right. Well, we will see you. See you. See you in two weeks. Bye bye. We'll see you. All right. Look in the bushes. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.